Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Hope Pedraza. Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Reiki master practitioner, human design guide, and the founder of InBalance, a Pilates-based fitness franchise, and the host of Hopeful and Wholesome podcast. She helps women get to the root cause of their chronic issues and live in alignment with how they were intentionally designed. I really love chatting with Hope. She has such a unique and well-rounded approach to health, and we chat about so many different topics like human design, balancing hormones, and minerals as we dive into Pilates as a functional method of exercise. If you're the type of person who's curious about multiple modalities and interested in understanding the impact of your spiritual wellness on your habits, you're really going to love this conversation. How are you this morning, Hope? Doing good. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's so amazing to have you bright and early in the morning on the podcast. (laughs) It is. I'm an early bird, so I don't mind. I love that. I'm not. so, But I am an extrovert. So you're going to give me all the energy after this conversation. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am really excited to have you on the podcast because you have like quite a diverse background. You integrate like human design. You're also a Reiki master. You're quite into Pilates, um, you know, holistic nutrition, all of that fun stuff. So I... um, thought that you would be able to add a lot of value just in terms of like that diverse background that you have. I always like to start out with this question. I feel like anyone that's, you know, a fitness trainer, nutritionist, like Reiki master, whatever it is, there's some sort of backstory as to why you're here. So can you tell me the context that I would need to know to understand how you help people in the way you do today? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Um, So I feel like I kind of have a couple diverging paths that came together at some point to like bring me where I am. Like I'm sure everybody has. Um, My background is in dance. I was a dancer for 20, however many years and that got me into Pilates. And so I started teaching Pilates when I was in college. I actually started taking it when I was, I don't know, maybe middle school or high school with my mom. I'd go to the gym with my mom and we do Pilates at the gym and, you know, step aerobics and all the things you do in the the nineties and early two thousands. Um, but so that really got me into Pilates. So I started teaching Pilates in college and I just, I just loved how Pilates lent to my dance and it just, I just loved the movement and at being like a mover, I was also just, you know, just had this fascination with the human body, how the human body worked. And I was, um, really into nutrition personally. And this is kind of where I had these kind of separate paths that ended up, I, I had disordered eating behavior for a long time. And so my, my, my fascination with nutrition was more of like an obsessive compulsive thing. Um, just being obsessed with calories and all of that stuff. So, um, so that kind of put me on the path too, where it's like, I felt like I knew everything because I forced myself to know everything and, you know, count all that stuff. Um, but sometime, um, in my twenties, I was presented with the opportunity to open a studio for Pilates. And so I opened my Pilates studio. I wanted to create this space where women, women, most women, I mean, we do have men that come in, but it's mostly women that come in and, and they have, they want, I wanted them to have this comprehensive experience where they were getting 
fitness, nutrition, all the things all in one spot. So initially I just started doing just like basic nutrition coaching, right? I just got like a basic nutrition coaching certification. And, you know, we're talking about macros and calories because I was, you know, I was the expert at calories. I knew a calorie count of everything on the planet. And sometime in that period of time, I, I realized that the women coming, you know, they're coming to me from using air quotes here. They're coming to me to like lose weight, right? Or drop a few pounds mm-hmm. or tone up, you know, that's what they wanted. But realizing that, that, that was really a symptom of something else. Like the weight that they wanted to lose was a symptom of something else. These women had pretty severe hormonal issues going on. They had gut issues going on. They had chronic inflammation. They had thyroid issues. Like there were all these deeper things at play. And then I'm realizing that the weight is just a side effect of something else. So that kind of put me on the trajectory of really diving deeper into functional nutrition, which is what I do now. So I got my diploma in holistic nutrition. And then I did the certification as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and just really wanted to be able to reach women at a deeper level and really get to the root cause rather than just... So, I mean, calories and macros are only going to get you so far. And so I just kind of wanted to be able to reach people at that deeper level. I love that. And I feel that in a in a deep kind of way as well. Calories and macros are only going to get you so far because that's kind of the what to do, but it's not the like why or right. the how even right. as well. Yeah, it's true. it's true. And we have this big like calories in, calories out mentality. And it's, it is important. You know, that's how you're going to, you're going to lose weight when you expend less and uh, expend more than you're intaking, obviously. But, you know, I know my most popular TikTok videos are the ones that are like, hey, if you're like struggling to lose weight and you're doing lots of hit classes and you're like constantly under eating, maybe consider eating a little bit more and doing Pilates. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those resonate with so many people. Yes, yes, it's so true. It's so true. And I can't tell you how many women, I mean, even now working as a functional nutritionist, I have to tell like, back off the high intensity workouts. Like it's, you're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if you don't enjoy it as well, because people right, um, right. don't realize how much energy it generates to do something you don't enjoy. Like if you love, hit workouts and you've got high cortisol, maybe you need to back off it for a bit. But if you love hit workouts, go for it. Like, Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm curious about this symptom of something else. So, you know, you mentioned thyroid, you mentioned, you know, a few other things like gut issues. What are kind of the most common symptoms you're seeing with, you know, your like one-stop shop um, yeah. when people like can't lose weight, they can't stick to their habits? Yeah. So most of the time, I'd say most of the time women think it's their hormones. And that's what, and I have a lot of women that I work with in my nutrition practice that come to me for their hormones and they think that's what it is. And really hormones are also a symptom of something else. So your hormones could be playing a part in the weight situation, but the hormones are a symptom of something else too. So when we take a deeper look, it's typically... Gut issues are a huge piece. Your your gut and your hormones have such a strong connection and virtually every hormone in the body is somehow affected by the gut, whether it's <clears throat> produced in the gut or an enzyme that's needed to make the hormone is produced in the gut, it's somehow affected by the gut. So the gut issues are a huge piece. The other huge piece, really just kind of uh, kind of a, a broad look at it is is really chronic inflammation. I mean, inflammation is a response to something kind of going haywire in the body and something kind of malfunctioning in the body. And it causes your metabolism to act a certain way. And so 
really it's getting to the root cause of, you know, why you have that inflammation. So yeah, like the gut issues. And then a big thing for me too, um, I didn't mention this before, um, but within my functional training, I'm also a hair tissue mineral analysis expert. And so a big thing for me is also mineral balancing. And that's a lot of times a big root cause of things is, is really severe mineral imbalances or some sort of um, like heavy metal toxicity that's causing inflammation in the body. And so that's another thing that I look at. Wow, that's interesting. Heavy metals is like something that you don't really consider unless maybe you're eating a lot of fish. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're the second person this week I've spoken to that's like, hey, like it's not just about the, you know, the hormone tests. Do a heavy metal test too. Why is yeah. that important? Yeah, it's true. You know, I think for for me, I think I think heavy metals are one of the or our 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 exposure to heavy metals and toxicity is one of the most underestimated things that affects our health. I just don't think we realize the impact that it has on our health. And, you know, we come into so many toxins. I forget the number. I, I read an article one time. It's, I mean, there's like, it's like tens of thousands mm-hmm. of toxins that we come into, like, we have to expose ourselves to every day. And some of them are just by, you know, walking outside and breathing the air. So yeah. we can't avoid all of them. But I, I really think we underestimate the amount of toxins that we come into contact with every day from, you know, what we put in our skin, what we put in our hair, the fragrances we spray on ourselves, the, you know, things we use to clean our house and all those things. And, you know, we hear about it. We hear about, you know, endocrine disruptors and all these things. And I don't know, I, I think because it's not like a sexy thing to talk about, like, well, I don't want to just like switch my cleaning products. That's not exciting. Like, tell me what to eat. Tell me what supplement to take. You know, I think mm. it's just not as exciting as the other parts that we want to hear about. But I really do think it affects people more than we realize. And I mean, I have had clients I've had women do a hair tissue mineral analysis and the amount of toxic elements and heavy metals on their results is just like crazy. And it's from their makeup. It's I'm like, ask them, okay, what makeup do you use? It's a hundred percent from the makeup and you know, the lotions and all the potions and stuff that we're putting in our skin. Like it, it really does affect us that much. And it's showing up at a cellular level because that's what we're looking at on HTMA. It's like, what's going on at a cellular level? So, so yeah, I just, I think we're exposed to so many things day in, day out that I think we really underestimate the amount of heavy metals and, and just toxic elements that are in our body and like compound that with, we have, you know, inflammation and so it's affecting our metabolism. So we're not getting rid of toxins and getting rid of things as we should. So then our body's just holding on to them and it's just causing more chaos. Mm, That's insane. And it's quite overwhelming as well. If you think about it, like the okay, so let's work on the inflammation. Let's work on the gut issues. Let's work on all of the things around me all the time that are giving me. Yeah, yeah. Like, where do you even start with it? Because I feel like people who go into fitness, at least what I see, they're overwhelmed by the amount of different yes. fitness modalities they can right. do. So, so if we're layering all of this on, like where would somebody start first? That's a really good question. So for me in my practice, I always start with minerals. Minerals, you've probably heard of the term like minerals are the spark plugs in our body. And I think we we hear that and we're like, I I don't really know what that means. But when we think of it being the spark plug, it's literally what starts reactions in the body. Like every reaction in the body has to start from minerals. It's they're sending signals, they're little uh, sending messages, they're they're sending electrical currents. There's so many things that minerals do. And so for me, 
I always start with the minerals. So I, you know, I do a handful of functional labs, but the minerals are always where I start balancing out the minerals and kind of, again, because we're looking at what's going on in a cellular level and the minerals are affecting how our cells are talking to each other and interacting and sending things in and out. And so for me, it's the minerals. I, I think that's the first place to start. And a lot of times, many times, really, you know, people or women are coming to me for their hormone issues, whatever. And we don't even have to get to do anything with their hormones. It's like, we'll balance out minerals and then we address the gut and that kind of fixes things. <laughs> it just mm. kind of balances things out. That makes total sense. And I remember from studying biomedical science, like how to like get an action potential started and all that fun stuff. It's yeah. all like, it's all mineral gateways like, yeah, in the body, yeah, which is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together though. The way you explained it makes total sense. <laughs> uh-huh. How do you address the gut? Yeah. So the the lab that I do for the gut, I do a GI map, which is this really in-depth look at the gut. It's a stool test. So I tell my clients, like, it's not super glamorous, but it's it's simple and it gives a lot of good data. Um, so for me, it's first and foremost, are there pathogens and parasites showing up? And I think the statistic is like 60 to 65% of us are walking around with parasites and we don't even know it. And I think there's also this misconception about parasites that we like, we think of like Montezuma's revenge when you go to Mexico and drink the water and you get diarrhea for a week. Like we think that that's what, which it is, like that's a bacteria. But a lot of times parasites are, uh, they're more stealthy than we think they are. And they, they get into our gut from, you know, the water we drink and the food we eat and just try, like your, your dog licks your face. There's bacteria in your dog's mouth. Like there's so many ways that we don't think about getting bacteria and they're still so stealthy. They get in our bodies and they just kind of like make themselves at home there. And so they embed themselves within like the walls of our gut and the walls of our, our different organs in the gut. And then they build what's called a biofilm, which is like this sticky film that protects them from our immune system. So then they're like hidden. So our immune system doesn't know they're there either, but they're just there kind of kind of quietly wreaking havoc. And so these things kind of compound. And so I have, I would say probably 80% of the clients that I work with have parasites and they're always totally shocked. Like, you know, we're going over the results and they're totally shocked. And because, you know, they don't have any real blatant symptoms. They're not having diarrhea. They're not throwing up. You know, and that's, I think that's what we think about parasites. But they have all these other things going on. There's chronic inflammation. Um, you know, maybe they deal with constipation. Or maybe they deal with blood, chronic bloating. And which they feel is, you know, either, quote, normal. Or they think it's not a big deal. Where I'm like, actually, it is a really big deal. First of all, constipation is a huge deal because you're not getting rid of toxins. You're holding on to a lot of things. Now you have estrogens and toxins and all these things recirculating in your body. So it is a much bigger deal than sometimes we think. Um, so anyway, your original question, the parasites and pathogens is kind of what I go into first because a lot of times that's the source of a lot of the inflammation is if there's parasites and pathogens living in somewhere in the body. So it's, it's getting rid of those. Wow, that's insane. It's crazy to think that like most like half of the people you walk past on the street have parasites living. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. Mm-hmm. I know that after going to India, um my stool changed. Oh, so yeah, long. I bet. Like, not even just like from the time in which and because I fell into the Ganges River and swallowed the water like oh, while we my were doing God. That. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just one of those people where like stuff happens too, but I don't die. Yeah. Like I fell out of like the, the river rafting and then swallowed so much water. And 
and the locals like oh that's awesome like mother ganji is healing yes and, right and you're like, like you no know, <laughs> it's like i was born in america and i grew up in australia like i'm right. not used to this right stuff it's like hold on here i'm from the western world i can't handle this <laughs> Exactly. But I definitely felt a different in my, you know, internal habits and stuff for so long. And I wouldn't be surprised if I still had probably parasites living inside of me from that experience. (laughs) (laughs) How do you get rid of the parasites? Or like, once you get the test, like what's the actual actions that happen off the back of it? So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty in-depth process and it's a series of different supplements and botanicals. And, and like I mentioned the biofilm earlier, it's also, there's like some biofilm disruptors with some different herbs and roots and all kinds of things, but there's a lot of botanicals that no, granted, you know, here's the other piece of it. You could go to your doctor, right. And they're going to put you on a ton of antibiotics, but the, you know, the reason people are coming to me is because they, they don't want to do that. And so, um, you know, and, and I, as a functional practitioner and I'm you know, not a licensed medical professional, I, you know, I have to give them that information. Like, here's a letter. If you want to take it to your doctor, you can go to your doctor and this is what they're going to do. If you want to deal with it a different way, then we can go my route, which is the botanicals, the herbs, the supplements to help basically kill everything off. Right. So we disrupt the biofilm, which is kind of breaking up that sticky film that's protecting from your immune system. And then the other different botanicals and herbs and supplements that are basically help killing it off and pushing it into your bile. At the, at the same time, we're, we're supporting actually really before that we're supporting the liver, the gallbladder, like all your detox organs, your lymphatic system, all the things that are going to help push all of this out. So we're supporting detox pathways supporting drainage pathways, and then killing off the pathogens and the parasites. Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. I also love that you do like give them everything to be able to refer to a doctor as well, because people should be empowered by choice when it comes to this sort of stuff. I like, I honestly believe like, I don't want to get on antibiotics for anything. Like if it's a kidney infection or something like that, like can really seriously damage my health. Right. Yeah. Like right. give me the antibiotics, but you don't want to become immune to them either because right. you can become immune to antibiotics, yes. but people should have that choice about what they decide is best, especially like when, you know, you and I, we aren't medical professionals. So, right. you know, right. obviously their word is, is really important. Yeah, for sure. 
Detox is a bit of a bad buzzword. So a lot of people, when they think of detox, they think, oh, I'm going to get on like a lemon and apple cider vinegar cleanse mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and, and can almost be like a part of diet culture. So can you tell me more about like what detoxification actually is? Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I, I always hesitate to use that word because it just has a certain connotation and a certain stigma. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of the juice cleanses and the I don't know, whatever other cleanses people do. I, I'm not a huge fan of those, but there is, and you know, in, in kind of my, the order that I do things to my clients, there is this sort of, and I do call it like a detox phase, but you're eating and drinking, like you're eating food. And, but, but it's more about, um, I guess kind of what I was mentioning before, it's more about supporting your detox and drainage pathways and, and stopping inflammation. So when my clients are kind of in their detox phase, that's what we're doing. We're, you know, we do eliminate a handful of foods that can be inflammatory for a period of time. It's not forever. I'm not telling them you can't ever have these ever again, but for a period of time, we're getting rid of some inflammatory foods, um, you know, sugar, alcohol, gluten, and dairy. Those are the big inflammatory ones for most people. And, um, you know, we get rid of those for a while and then we're supporting your lymphatic system and your liver and your kidneys, your goal, all the detox organs, um, working on hydration, um, lemon and salt water is always really supportive. That helps with bioflow. So we're implementing like little practices like that to help with proper bioflow and elimination and those kind of things. So we're just, it's really just about more about supporting the bodies, like, because, you know, you've probably heard this before and said it before, like our bodies and and doctors will say this all the time. Our bodies have detox organs for a reason. And, you know, doctors all the time will tell you like, well, you don't need a detox. That's what your liver's for. But it's just true. But if that was the case, we also wouldn't have a, you know, stagnation in the body. So there is a point where they do need a little bit of help. So we're really Mm -hmm. just supporting our body's natural ability to detox by supporting the detox organs and the detox pathways. I love that. So it's a little bit of a reset. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. For sure. Personal question. So I grew up in Australia. Now I'm in the States. I'm half American, half Australian. Something I do notice that's really different are the breads. So in Australia, I can eat pretty much any bread and feel good. In the US, I need to be really careful about like where I go for pizza. I need to be careful about what breads I get. Whole foods, olive and rosemary, like the sourdough, I feel great on. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have any issues. Um, Same if I go to like a really nice, like bougie wood wood Mm -hmm. fired pizza place. Mm -hmm. And my Mimi, um, who is my grandmother, when she makes homemade bread, it's really great as well. But if I eat any other bread in the US, like it goes straight through me. I have tummy issues. Um, But it's not that way in Australia or in Europe. Do you have any like insight into the bread in America? It's so funny you asked this. I was literally, I was out. My mom and I went to dinner last night. We're having this conversation because my husband and I went to Europe last month for my birthday. And I was telling my mom, and we've, we've been to, I've been to Europe a few times. And I was just reiterating the fact that I can go to Europe and I, I am lactose intolerant. So I have to be careful with dairy. And um, I can go to Europe. And like I was telling her, I ate pizza, like, I don't know, two or three times at least. I had gelato. I had, you know, all the things you have to do when you're yeah. in Italy. Not once. Not one time did I have a single gut issue. I mean, pasta, bread. I mean, the amount of bread we eat was just like, it was just ridiculous. I love and that. And so having this, yeah, I know you have to, you have to when you're there. Yeah. You're having this conversation and I was telling my mom like how crazy it is. And then on the other side of that, I, my, I know my husband used to work with a, a girl from um, London and she was saying how sick she was when she first moved to the state. She's like, I felt like I was sick for a solid two years. Yeah, and it's crazy and so frustrating to me when I think about this because because 
so here's the thing with that for insight for people who want to understand why it's happening in Europe and I'm assuming Australia, because you're saying it's the same way in Australia. There are different rules on how food is processed. There's different rules on how food is like the laws around how food is processed and how food is made. So a lot of the, the ways that in the United States, we process our flowers, the chemicals that are used to like bleach and do all the things to the flower, which are basically stripping it of every nutritional value. Um, those things, those practices are illegal in the EU. Like they're, they're, the, the chemicals are illegal. Um, like the dyes and stuff in our food, those are illegal in the EU. Like there's a lot of things that laws that they have there that um, are practices that we have here in the States that, that are illegal there. And it's, it's, it's frustrating to me. When we think about it. Like, you know, we're literally letting like the government poison us with the food because all of these practices are legal and you go to other places like Australia and Europe and it's just not the case. So, and, and I've had, and I've talked to so many people that say the same, even people who like think that they're intolerant to gluten because like, kind of like you're saying, they eat the bread stuff in the United States and like, oh, my stomach. And then they go and eat gluten in Europe and they're like, oh, that's weird. Like I didn't feel anything. So it's, it's crazy and really unfortunate. <laughs> but I guess rule it, you know, if you can import things from Europe to eat, if you want to eat, like enjoy bread and pasta, like maybe import some things and or go to like, like we have, I don't know if you have these um, where you live in uh, South Carolina, but we have um, Aldi's, which is like a, yeah, we have Aldi's like a, too. you have all these. Okay. Yeah. yeah. German. So I'm like, German. Yeah. I was like, I'm sick. It's German or Dutch. I can remember. Um, but yeah. So like go to Aldi's and get, you know what's important there. But yeah, it, it, I, I agree with you. It's it's crazy to me and really unfortunate that, you know, our food is the quality that it is. Yeah, for sure. Because I can like, when I'm in Italy, like I love Italy as well. Oh I can gosh. eat so much and like, yes. also like, I feel like it, I it's hard to put on weight when I'm yes, in Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And like, but the we, we went to a pasta place um, one of the last nights we were there and my husband is like, I just ate this huge plate of pasta and I don't feel overly full. Like I don't feel bloated. Like it just doesn't sit the same as it does mm. here. So it's, yeah, it's just wild. It is wild. I am, I'm really curious because I know that you're into human design. Um, I'm really curious. Sorry, this is like completely changing the subject. I <laughs> once got a human design reading and I was mind blown. I'm more of an astrology girly. Like I can go like so deep into astrology, but yes. human design is like really new to me. For anyone that, for the listeners, like what is human design and how can you integrate that into like your wellness? If yeah, you're that yeah. way inclined. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. You have to be a little bit at least open to the woo scale to like, you know, learn about human design. But I'm like you, I, I mean, for me, the more woo, the better. So I love all things astrology. Like I've had like mediums on my podcast. Like I love all of that stuff. I love so, that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so human design is basically the energetic blueprint of your soul. And so it's how you are here to interact with the world around you, how you're here to interact with the energy around you. And it's how you were designed. So it takes things from kind of some ancient teachings like astrology and the chakra system and the I Ching. And then it puts it together with kind of some more modern day sciences like quantum mechanics and quantum physics and neuroscience. And it puts it together in this chart. It's called a body graph. Mm. And I love to implement it into my work because, you know, as a functional practitioner, I'm also a holistic practitioner. And so I want to be able to meet people, body, mind, spirit. For me, the human design is the spirit piece. And it's allowing, 
my clients, it's allowing me to learn more about them, but it's allowing my clients also to learn more about themselves at this like soul spiritual level, like how they're wired, how they're designed. And they're understanding more about themselves, but there's parts, there's parts of the chart that we can use for them. So they're learning about, you know, how they interact with the world around them, how they best make decisions, how they best process their emotions, um, their best environment for, for eating and digestion, how they best move and when and how they best move and eat and sleep. And there's so many aspects of wellness we can tie into their human design body graph that I just, it, it, it creates more it creates more ease and flow with the protocol that they're going through because it's literally designed for them and, and how they're how they're designed. I love that. I think if there was one thing missing from like what how I help people, it would be the spirit aspect. Like I help yeah. people through, um, through mind and body for sure. Like mad into thought work, mad into habits. You know, obviously fitness trainer, nutrition, and like yoga and meditation, which kind of goes into that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't really found a way to integrate it with, you know, uh, with like what I do. So I'm really curious, like, when do you introduce, you know, human design or, you know, what astrology or whatever else you help out to to clients? Like, when is it a good time for people to start looking at their spiritual health? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I mean, I think. I I have a whole like section on my website. I just redid my website. So it's just bringing to mind like this whole section of my website where I talked about this because I think for me, I believe that there's always an energetic or spiritual root cause of what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through Reiki training and all of that, we, we kind of talk about that in the chakra system. And our chakra system, while it can seem woo to people, it really, it really is the connection between the spiritual and the physical body because the chakra system is, you know, it's different energy centers in the body, but they're all, they all correspond to different organs and glands in the body. So there is a physical aspect to the chakra system. And it's basically because when I say the chakra system, because there's that, that element is kind of tied into human design. We're looking at the energy centers in human design. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there, there is an energetic and spiritual root cause of everything that's going on in the body. And so I think that, you know, and, and I have clients that come to me and, and this is true for them too. They've done, they've done so much work on the physical parts of the body. You know, they've tried the diets and the workouts and the supplements and they've tried all these other things for the physical body, but they just can't figure out why they're not getting better. Mm. And 99% of the time, that's the piece they're missing. It's this, it's this spiritual piece. It's this, this energetic piece, this spiritual piece that they haven't connected. And so I think that we have to put that together from the beginning. So like for me, when I'm working with my clients, I, I give them their human design, um, you know, close to the beginning of our, our time together so they can under, and a lot of times it's like, I, I get like the mind blown emojis. I get all kinds of things sent back to me when I, when I send them, I do like a recording to kind of explain things to them. And because a lot of times it answers so many questions that they've had about why they're feeling the way they they're feeling right. Cause I'm talking to them about their energy centers and sleep and all these other pieces. And I think that's the beautiful thing about human design is, and for me, and I don't know if you felt this about you when you got your reading, but for me, it was like, it was like meeting myself for the first time, but then also like meeting a friend, an old friend. Like I knew these pieces of myself, but it was things that it either felt like I needed to push away or hide or apologize for or whatever. 
but it's like, no, this is literally how you're designed. Like you're, you're designed. This is how you're made. Like it's Lady Gaga always starts playing in my head. Cause it's like, you're born this way. Like, this is you, like this is, and, and I think it's, it gives you almost gives you permission to like be yourself. Like this is, this is how you're made. Oh, I do love that because that's exactly how I felt when I got my A, it gave me permission to be myself, but also B, it taught me how to like relate better to others. So yes. I had like that freak to genius line and um and I will just like go off the wall about like yes. crazy subjects and stuff like that. My dad's <laughs> the same way. And I know like the lady who did it, she was like, you kind of like a part of it is like people will think you're a bloody freak if you just like go yeah. off. So, but you are actually a genius. So you kind of have to yeah. like allow that space to be opened. And I'm thinking, yes. oh, what? So my Gemini moon and rising can't run their bloody mouth the whole time. Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like talk all the time. But um, it was really cool, like that specific thing. But then a few other things that like um, just taught me a bit about who who I am and, and stuff like that. And it was like really mm-hmm. insane. It was so in-depth. Um, yeah. compared to anything else I've done in the spiritual yeah. realm. Like I, I still have the recording and learn something new every time I yeah. listen to it. It's so true. Yeah, it's insane. I, um, I'm curious, like how do you, because a lot of people aren't really open to these sorts of things. Yeah. So not open to Reiki, not open to like human design or astrology. Do you just not touch it for those who aren't open to it? Or do you still like do a reading? Yeah, so yeah, that's a good question. So the reading for me, I give it no matter what. And then I always okay. tell them like, you can do with this what you want. Like you can take it with a grain of salt. You can think it's some, but really and truly, I mean, I think from, you know, my messaging and my website, like people know what they're getting into when they're right, working with yeah. me. So like, you know, there's, you know, that aspect of it. Um, I do have people that are much more open-minded to it. And some people that are kind of like, oh, it's cool. And then, you know, that's kind of it. But like for the Reiki and the energy healing and stuff, I, I kind of have that, like my higher tier programs and as an add-on. So I don't force people into like the energy because I, I feel like human design is one thing. The energy healing sometimes is like pretty far on the scale for them. And so I don't force people into that if they're not. And, and two, I, I do think with energy healing and Reiki, like there has to be an open-minded, like kind of receptivity for that to even work right for it to even affect somebody at on that level you know so you know i'm not going to force people into that if they're not open to it if they don't feel that it's going to be if they're receptive to it if they don't think it'll be it'll benefit them um but the human design piece for me it's like you're getting this no matter what but again i think people like they know what they're getting into like they know that that that's kind of part of it i love that that's it sounds like such a holistic practice and the reason i ask is because I lost like 30 pounds within three months and it was really easy. I um, broke up with an unaligned ex and then I just did movement that I enjoyed and focused on enjoying life and was in flow. So some of the movement that I enjoyed was just like getting into sports, getting outside with friends and going to cafes and eating just like amazing sourdough with avocado and poached eggs and like just enjoying life. And the weight just like dropped off and I feel like it was a spiritual thing. It was like yes. aligning, aligning my frequency and totally. in gratitude, being around like high energy people. And like when people like, how do you do it? They mm. want to hear a specific plan that you've done. And yes. when you tell them, oh, I just loved life and found movement <laughs> I enjoyed and like had the best time in my life. They're like, oh, that's bullshit. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly it. It's so true. And it's so funny because I, I mean, I hear stories about like that all the time and it, it totally, it, it, I think people don't understand that piece, like how, how intertwined those parts of our wellness are like, you know, you think about like the wellness wheel and there's you know, your mental and emotional and physical and spiritual. Like there's all these pieces. I think people just don't understand really how intertwined they really are. Cause exactly. I mean, you're like a walking testament to it. It's crazy. Yeah. And we're not conditioned to think in that way as well. Right. We're conditioned right. to like be recognized for our achievements, to be factory workers at the end of the day. Our school system hasn't changed that much. And there's not much space for creativity. You might have an art class or something, yes. but even still, it's like, oh, don't do that at uni. You'll never get a job. You know? So yep. I, I feel yep. as though we're conditioned so true. To, not, to not see how the more esoteric yeah. things or even just being like, freaking happy can, can help us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I've lived my life like that for a long time. It's like you, you follow the the path, right? Like for me, you know, I grew up in the South and the Bible belt and it's like, you go to school, you get married, you have kids, you didn't, you know, like this is what you do. And it's, you know, veering from that path is like, (gasps) <gasps> you know, like the, the judgment and the criticism of just veering off that path is like, but yeah, I mean, you're conditioned and that and that's what everybody else is doing. And so then you think there's something wrong with you if you're doing it different. And you know, I, I totally agree. I think it's, I, I think we just, for me, like figuring that piece out and, and the human design piece is a huge part of this. Like I realized that all that whole mindset around that is really just a disconnection from ourselves. Like we've just been so conditioned to live kind of, you know, from that cerebral space and, and we just become disconnected with ourselves and we don't really know ourselves. And I think that that was a huge kind of part of my spiritual path that helped me with my physical health as well is um, this is like totally veering off topic here, but like I, <laughs> I went through in my, early twenties, I went through a divorce and that was like realizing that that piece gave me permission to go find myself. Like I was living in this, like trying to live the perfect, like Southern girl life or whatever. And then when that happened, it was like, okay, well now that's not me. And that was like, my identity was like tied into that. So it was like, I had to go figure out who I was and, and meet me again, like, <laughs> like learn who I was. And I, I think so many times people go through their whole lives, not really knowing themselves and understanding themselves at, at that like soul spiritual level. And they become so disconnected from themselves and it affects them in every aspect, mentally, emotionally, physically. It, it's just that I really do think it, it's just that disconnection from ourself, from our soul. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high-energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. 
Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. I'm really curious, from your perspective, like, what was the trigger or like the moment where you realize like, hey, I'm in an unhappy marriage and I'm disconnected from myself right now. Mm -hmm. I need to go find myself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, it was easy because there, there was infidelity. So my ex right. is the one who like, yeah, so that was not a hard decision. And he, you know, my, my, it was, he actually came to me and tells me all these things that had been happening. And I initially, I wanted to make it work. Cause again, being the yeah. good Christian Southern girl that I was like, you don't get divorced. Like that's mm. like the worst possible thing you could do. And so for me, it was like, well, we got to make it work. And he just didn't. And, 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 and really, I mean, it's blessing because we were two totally different and we were going totally different paths. Like we were just going totally different paths. So, you know, I, and I didn't realize until after, and it was, you know, I can't say that it was right after, like it was a while after that, that what a blessing it was and, and what a, an opportunity it was for me to find myself and to realize that I, I wasn't, I didn't know myself and I wasn't able to be myself in that relationship. So it was, it just kind of set me on the path to figure out who I was without that identity, without being tied to that marriage or relationship or like scenario that was supposed to be this picture perfect Southern life or whatever. Um, and I, I think, you know, that was what, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago, whenever that was, it was, it, I mean, it's been, it's, it was really looking at it now. Like it was the biggest transition for me, it was the biggest life lesson and it was the biggest opportunity for growth for me. So it's, it's Mm. being able to look at it with that perspective, I think is, is really what has helped me to, you know, grow and evolve as a human. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really sorry that there was infidelity there because I can't imagine how much that hurt in the moment, even though you have foresight now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was rough. And I was, I was just making a post about this the other day because I, I had a friend at the time and I mean, I was devastated and naturally, I mean, who wouldn't be? And my, my friend at the time, it was so harsh and I was so hurt when she said this to me, but I had a friend at the time who was basically like, and I can't remember her exact words. Basically she was like, the fact that you like, don't know who you are and you can't pull yourself together is the only clue that you need to like, you need to go find yourself, like who you are separate from this. I did. And, and, and at the time I was like, 
so offended. Like, how dare you? Like, I just got divorced. And, but, but realizing now, but she was right. Like, and I think that's such a huge spiritual lesson for people is a understanding that we're all on our own journey. Like my journey has nothing to do with anyone else, but me, Mm. my journey is that it's just, it's my journey. And so attaching myself and not necessarily in, in like a, you know, unhealthy codependent way, but attaching myself or my identity to anything, a relationship, a job, a business, anything like that's there, there has to be this um, realization that we are not that like our identity is not that right. Like I am me. I am valuable because I am me. I am valuable because I exist. And it's not because I'm married or I have this business or you know what I mean? So I think being able to like, understand your identity as a human and as a person separate from anyone or anything else. And that was what my friend was trying to you know, get the point across to me in the moment. And I didn't see it in the moment, but realizing now that that was it, I, I needed to figure out who I was as a person separate from anything or anyone else. It's insane how that's so hard to realize in the moment though. Yeah. You, you know, we like an attachment is, you know, in the yamas and niyamas, like basically practicing detachment is one of like the, mm-hmm. I guess, 10 commandments yep. of yoga. And um, right. Right. it's it's triggering at first because it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be detached from my person. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that like mm-hmm. you don't love them any less, but it's just like understanding that you are the only person that you are with for your entire life. So you need to learn how to be exactly and to be at peace with yourself separate of that other person or separate of the title in your job or separate of, you know, whatever material possessions you own. Yes, it's exactly it. Exactly it. I think another thing I want to highlight as well is that the universe, like this is a classic example of the universe working for you rather than against you. But when you are in the midst of it, it feels like it's working against you. It's Mm -hmm. like, why did he cheat on me? Why did he do this? Not until later on that you're like, oh shit, I had a lot of lessons to learn there. Yeah, it's exactly it. That, I mean, that's, I, I couldn't have said it better. And that's, and looking now, I mean, the biggest lessons I've ever learned came from that experience. So yeah, a hundred percent. I could talk to you forever. I know, me too. <laughs> I honestly could. I'm really enjoying this conversation. But um, I'm really curious, is there anything that you feel like we haven't talked about that you really wanted to talk today? Um, I mean, I feel like we've covered so so yeah. many random topics that somehow all tied together. So I love, I love this conversation. Um, I think the, I mean, not necessarily anything we haven't talked about, but I think just like, I don't know, parting words for people. I think for the lesson kind of this last piece that we've been talking about is like kind of reconnecting with yourself and that whole thing. I think it it also goes back to, and I, I, I try to instill this in my clients too, is <clears throat> tuning into your intuition and letting your intuition lead the way. And, and that's with everything. I, I think, unfortunately, in, at least in the Western world, like especially women, we've been taught to like question our intuition. And, and you know, this is again, I'm kind of veering off topic here. I'm really, I'm so all over the place today. No, but I'm all for when, it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but I, I just, I work with so many women who, you know, they've been dismissed by their doctors and they've been, you know, the medical gaslighting thing is a real thing. And I think we've just been taught to question our intuition. We feel something is going wrong in our bodies, but then doctors are telling us like, no, you're fine. And then we're questioning ourselves. So 
and it doesn't even have to be about your health. It can be about anything. But I, I think that the awareness piece and the intuition piece is such an undervalued part of like our spiritual and physical growth and evolution and all of that. Because like you were saying, like we're with the relationship with yourself is the relationship we have the longest. And so we have to learn to listen to ourselves and tuning into that inner voice and intuition or, you know, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter the name of it, but understanding that like your inner guidance system is going to tell you which way to go. And it's going to help you make the right decisions for your health or your relationships or whatever. But I think tuning into you and, and, and really honing into that relationship with yourself is the best way to be able to hear that inner voice and to be able to hear that inner guidance system, like guiding you and leading you. And so, yeah, that, that's my parting words is just reconnecting with yourself in order to really be able to hear that inner guidance system, that inner voice to help lead you on the path. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. And like asking when you get like a, a little nudge, like asking why or digging mm-hmm. deeper into it, because a lot of the times, like the first nudge, we might again use that kind of cerebral, intellectualize mm-hmm. it, and then try to like put a band aid on it rather than really like, you know, put not salt in the wound, yep. like whatever you put in the wound to make it better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As the closest I had to dad, uh, to a dad said, he said, chuck some metho on it, love. <laughs> Meaning like, just like ruin it, but all of it will be gone. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We do have a closing question on this podcast, Hope. And that question is, if you were sitting across the table from your 20 20 year old self right now, and you could only give her one sentence of advice or one sentence to say, what would you say to her? Mm. Love yourself now. So true. Learning how to imagine if we all learned how to love ourselves in school. <laughs> mm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the things that we should be learning in school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And I'm sure many other people want to learn more about your work. So, where can we find you on the socials or your services? Yes. So you can visit my website. It's hopefulandwholesome.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. And then I have a free Facebook group. It's Live Wholesome and Healthy. And it's just all things functional nutrition and spiritual growth and all the things we've been talking about today. I love that. It has been wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. Great. And for everyone else listening, whether you're on your way to work, clean in the house, whatever you're up to, thanks for tuning in today. Eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. Uh